I love that song, Blessings. Praying blessings on generations. Yeah, it's good. Blessings on children and great-grandchildren and grandchildren, all kinds of children. <laughs> and children are a blessing, aren't they? But who is pleased that they've gone back to school this week? Okay, <laughs> a few of you. A few kids have gone back to school this week and maybe that's meant that you've been able to finally put your feet up and have a little bit of a summer break. Maybe it means you've been able to get back to work or get some work done around the house without the kids running around as well. Who knows, maybe you are just living the dream. <laughs> have you ever been um, on a long tramp, on a walk that you've never done before, out in the bush, in the middle of nowhere, just tramping from hut to hut, kind of, I've done it before, but I don't really know where I'm going, but have you ever been on a big walk? Well, some friends and I, we're really into tramping, and we've slowly begun to tick off the uh, great walks of New Zealand. And a couple of years back, we started doing the Hefe. Now, I say we started, we actually finished it as well, but we did the Hefe track. Now, the Hefe track, they recommend that you do it in four to five days. Now, we thought we're young, we're fit, healthy people, so we did it in three. Well, we thought we could do it in three. Let me tell you, I recommend that you do it in the recommended four to five days. It's a long way and three is just not enough. But that wouldn't illustrate my story this morning. See, we would have been five, maybe six hours into the first day with another three and a half, four hours to go. And it began to rain. Not a light drizzle, proper rain, pouring rain, and we were soaked. Now, after a few more hours walking, we rounded the corner, as you do when you're tramping, and there before us stood one of the nicest huts I have ever seen tramping. It emerged out of the fog, beyond the rain. You could see smoke billowing out of the chimney. And through the double glazed windows, you could see people inside playing puzzles and drinking hot drinks. They waved at us. We waved back. You guessed it, we weren't staying there that night. And we kept walking. (laughs) Those next few hours took a long time. The talking slowly got less and less. Became more and more spread out along the track. Until finally we turned another corner and way off in our distance, you could see another hut. We've made it. And then the track went in the other direction. What? No. And then the track would veer back that way. Maybe, 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 maybe. And then it would go back the other way and began to wind across the now tussock landscape up on top of the ridgeline. Absolutely stunning even in the pouring rain. Eventually, we come across a little marker on the side of the track that says one kilometre to track. Uh, One kilometre hut to hut, should we say. No, we weren't that far off the track, no. (laughs) One kilometre to hut. And we thought, thank goodness, that hut that we could see way off in the distance. We thought we were going in the wrong direction, but we were going to make our goal. The dream was going to happen. We were going to get to the hut that night. We got there. Our goal that day was to get to the hut. We didn't plan for the rain. We knew it was a possibility, but, but it wasn't something that we simply desired or that we really wanted. 
We hadn't planned for the first hut to be so huge and warm and inviting. We knew it would be maybe nice, but it wasn't really what we enjoyed as we walked past it. We weren't expecting the people inside that hut to be so friendly, inviting and welcoming us in, how tempting it was to stop. But that wasn't our goal for the day. In order to reach our goal, we had to walk the track marked out for us. We had to keep going past what we thought was going to be a nice, comfortable spot to rest and had to keep going through the rain on the track marked out for us. We all have dreams, right? We all have goals, things that we want to achieve. Maybe not dreams at night. If you're like me, I I don't dream at night or I wake up knowing that I've dreamt, but I can't remember anything. But other dreams, dreams to maybe raise a healthy family, to get a good job, to buy a house, go to a good school, get an education, to go to university, to get an apprenticeship or go to trade school, to start a business, to expand your business. See community transformation, engage in media, see poverty decline. What about knowing the church flourishing? People in my school knowing Jesus, in my workplace knowing him, having those in my family know Jesus. I think we all have dreams. And yet it can be hard sometimes. Dreams can be so big sometimes, seem so unattainable. Who am I that I would have a dream so audacious as that? So we can shrink back, hold off, Think smaller, justify something less. We weren't expecting so many things to come up in the way. Sure, we know it's a possibility, but it's not what we wanted, not what we planned. And we can find ourselves giving in. But God, but prayer. But Jesus. In Romans 13, 12 and 13, it says this, Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need and practice hospitality. Have you ever given up on a dream? Do you need God to revive that dream or that goal, that thing that you are trying to achieve. Go to God who is above all things and holds all things. His name is Jesus. We read this story in Second Kings about a Shunammite woman. And she's met this man of God we know as Elisha. And over many weeks or months or years, she gets to know him and she invites him in and she practices hospitality. She invites him in for a meal. She prepares him a bed every time he comes. And so whenever he's passing through, he has somewhere to stay. One day, Elisha is sitting up on his bed. He's going, this woman has been so kind to me. How will I ever repay her? So he says to Kahazi, his travel companion, how will we repay this woman? 
call her up and we'll ask her. So she comes up and she stands in the doorway and says, how can we ever say thank you for what you've done for us? She says, "Uh, you don't need to. I have a home among my own people. Elisha goes, okay, what else could we do? And Gehazi says, well, she doesn't have a son. And her husband is old. And Elisha says, great idea. Call her back up. So the Shunammite woman comes back in and she stands in the door. And Elisha says to her, this time next year, you will hold a son in your arms. Now, if someone had said that to me, had someone had offered that dream, we know that this woman had so desired it, I think she would be excited. I think she would be grateful. Thank you for this blessing, man of God. Instead, we see a different reaction. She says, no, my Lord. Don't give that to me. Don't promise me something you can't do. You know that I've dreamed of this. You know this is something I've held. I've always wanted a son. Don't tell me this if it's not going to come true. Don't mislead me. You can hear her sensing, I've known disappointments before. I've wanted to have a son. I've dreamt of things, of good things, and had them not come true. Only tell me this if it's true. Well, about that same time next year, she gave birth to a son. The dream had begun to grow inside her and was birthed. That's a good place to end the story. But the story doesn't finish there. As the boy was growing up, he became ill, and as he was lying in his mother's arms, he passed away. The mother stood up, placed him on the bed. And I love this. She called to her husband and said, please send me one of your servants and a donkey so I can go to the man of God quickly and return. Straight away, the woman knew to whom she must run. The man of God, the one who had promised her dream. When things were falling apart and it was beginning to look like the things that she had dreamed of weren't going to happen, the thing that she had birthed and dreamed of for so many years and it looked like it had been taken away from her, it was to the power of God that she was going to take her issue, that she was going to take her dream back to, her burdens, her failures. And she says to her husband, not you fix it, but help me seek God. She turns to her husband and says, help me prepare to go and seek God. And being a really helpful husband, he says, why go today? It's the wrong time of, it's the wrong time of year. Shouldn't travel these days. She says, that's all right. I'm going anyway. So she took off as fast as she could. And while she's a long way off, Elisha sees her and sends Gehazi out to meet her. And he comes up and says, what's wrong? Something's clearly not right. And she says, everything's all right. Everything's all right? Your dream, your son has died. 
Everything is not all right. You're in distress. And you're running to Jesus. It has not turned out the way you expected. I wonder if sometimes people ask us if we're all right in moments where we're not and we brush them off with a, yeah, everything's all right. Someone else had come and, come and offered to help her, but she knew the first place she needed to go was to Elisha, to the power, to the man of God. She reaches Elisha and she pours out her grief. She begins to tell him, didn't I tell you not to promise me this? Didn't I tell you to not raise my hopes? Pour it out. Stand, kneel, lie at the feet of your Saviour, Jesus. The one who not only knows your dreams, knows our mistakes, but knows you. And with Jesus at the centre of our lives, when all things are going well, we can turn to him. And when things are beginning to fall apart and the thing that we thought was going to happen doesn't begin to come true, it is to Jesus that we run. He is our focus. He is our provider. Jesus is the one to whom we take our dreams. As we go back to school, to university, as business begins to pick up or settle back down to the routines of year to year, it is Jesus who we focus. I wonder if how each of our lives would be different if when things didn't work out the way we expected, when the dreams that we hold maybe aren't on track or going the way we thought, there are some distractions in our way. We often turn to your husband or your wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, best friend, to a sibling, and tell them about it, and what a great place to process and talk through what's going on. But do we ask them the question, help me seek God? Help me put Jesus as my focus. Help me process these feelings that I'm having, but help me seek God. I think we all have dreams and we all have aspirations. We all have things in our hearts that we're trying to work out, to live out, and at different moments and seasons of our lives, they can be going better than others. Maybe you sat here this morning and you're going, I don't know if I really have dreams. Do you ask God to place a dream in you? What is it that you want? What is it that you desire? Respond honestly. He knows you. Ask him. Seek him. When carrying the dream, when it's growing inside you, be thankful and remember that God and what he has done. Remember that it is he who has provided, that it is God who gives us all things. When things don't turn when things turn rough and they don't go as planned, run to him. Seek help. 
Turn to those closest to you. Lean on them, but ask them to help you seek Jesus and call out to him. Along the way, people might arrive to give you answers, give you advice, things of what they've found helpful. They might ask you, is it all right? Are you all right? You know, a great place to be able to respond honestly is in life groups. To be able to say, no, it's tough today. If you're not part of a life group, join one. But also let them help point you to Jesus. Maybe you've given up on a dream or you feel like one's going in a wrong direction. You've become discouraged and thought, how can things get better? Why go on? It's raining. And there's a more comfortable spot to stop now. Remember what God has done. We can look through the scriptures and time and time again, see a God who answers dreams, who gives dreams and sees them fulfilled. Joseph's rise to second in power in the land. A man who has a dream and tells of Gideon's victory over the Midianites and it happens. Solomon, who was offered anything in all the land and he asked for wisdom and it was given to him and now he is known as a man of wisdom. Nebuchadnezzar, who saw a great statue being crushed by a stone, signifying God's greatness in the coming kingdom of God. Joseph, who asked for some clarification and was told he was gonna raise the son of God and then he did. And if he's done it before, he will do it again. With this 2021, would our dreams begin to rise again? As 2020, we took our time to prepare and place Jesus back at the centre of our church, of our families and of our individual personal lives. Those things that we hold close to us, those desires, would they begin to rise in us and come alive again? We were too tentative to take that step, to ask or step out. Would we try again? Would we be filled with courage, filled with the boldness that comes from God to dream and ask of Him again, to declare, God, if you've done it before, would you do it again? Revive this dream. God, have your way. Do what only you can do. Let your kingdom come and your will be done. Let it be done. Whatever comes up against us, whatever distractions come along our track, the track marked out for us, the disappointments and distractions, God, would He be our focus? Would He be your focus this year? Would He have all of our attention? Whatever you ask God, we'll do it. We will go, we will be obedient, we will pray, we will seek you. Doesn't have to be an allowed moment, stood on a mountaintop yelling, or full of tears, or any particular way. I heard someone say this about prayer. The power of prayer doesn't come in volume, but by the power of those of who is behind you. The power of prayer doesn't come in volume, 
but comes in the power of who is behind you. Because our Bible says in Romans 8.31, if God is for us, who can be against us? It is God that I'm taking my prayer, my dream. Your prayer changes things. Can cause dead things to come to life. Can change situations and circumstances because of God who is behind you. Can I invite the band back to stage? Elisha goes with the Shunammite woman back to her house and he heals her son. This answer came in an intimate moment. It came with a long alone time in the presence of the power of God. He says, call the Shunammite woman. And he did and she came in. He said, take your son. She came in, fell at his feet and bowed to the ground. Then she took her son and went out. We see here she comes into the room and she bows down, grateful, thankful, realising it wasn't in her own strength that her dream was revived, but it was the power of God who raised her son back to life. Then she took what was revived and she went out. Imagine her joy, her excitement, telling her friends and her husband, look and see what my God has done. When God revives these dreams, it's not just so that we can say, well, that was nice. I'm grateful for that. But to point to the power and might and goodness of God. So when we raise a healthy family, we can say, look and see what my God has done. I managed to buy a house. Look and see what my God has done. This was my dream Look and see what my God has done. You've seen what He's done. Let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you about who He is. Let me tell you about His love for you, His purpose and plans for you. That He came for you, died for you, raised to life again so that you and I could have right relationship with God. It is this reason that we place our dreams and hope in Him. To make us great? No. But to tell others of who He is. To testify to the goodness and faithfulness, the gospel of Jesus and that He came for all people. Would you stand with me this morning if you're able? Life's tough sometimes. It's not easy. There are dreams and aspirations that we have that we can let go of or give up on or just put aside for a moment. Can seem so unattainable. And who are you that you would have a dream so audacious like that? But God sees you and He says you're a son and a daughter. You are loved. Saying, bring that dream back to my feet so that I may revive it. Bring it back to the power of God. Jesus has come and Jesus has already won the victory. He now sits at the right hand of God and invites you into relationship 
with Him. You know, the greatest dream is that of salvation. For others to know the goodness and greatness of God. And in all of our dreams, whether raising a family, gaining some friends, expanding your business, would it be that so others know who He is? God, we just stand here in your presence this morning. We offer you our dreams. We offer you the things that that you would have us do, the places you have called us to go. Our desires, God, we give them back to you and say, would you have your way? If it's in your will, would you revive them this morning? Would you make them come alive in us again? God, not to make us great, but to make your name great so that others would know who you are. I wonder if there are business leaders here this morning. You're going with uncertain times that are coming on. I don't know whether I should do this thing at the moment or whether I should hold back. The financial situation's a bit difficult, a bit uncertain. Maybe not sure which path to take you down. Would you just lay that back at the foot of Jesus? Seek wise counsel, but give it back to Jesus. God, would you just impart your wisdom now? God, to those who are making decisions about businesses, expanding or shrinking, growing, whatever it is, God, that you would give them your wisdom, that dream inside them, God, would be again revived, that they would have your knowledge, they would have your insights. God, as they do that, God, that other people would know who they are. When things are successful, they can say, look and see what my God has done. They'll be able to say to some employers, employees, look and see what my God has done. God, would you revive in dreams in us again? Pray a blessing on, on all those gathered here this morning and those who are joining us online. God, whatever the dream in our heart is, God, would you have your way? Would you do it again?